Hello, and welcome to week one of our Foundations of Godly Parenting teaching series. We're so excited to have this opportunity to learn and grow together. Here in the North Ministry of the OC Church of Christ, we have five core values, which we call the Fab Five, and that's discipleship, family, evangelism, service, and fun. And as a church, we value building the family of God and also building godly families. And that's why we're taking this time to focus in on building godly families in our homes. And so we are excited to learn together, to grow together, and to discuss together the foundations of having godly parenting. We believe that this will be a great month of learning and growing together. Again, we have a parenting package that we call the Foundations of Godly Parenting. And so we're using that title. And if you want to go ahead and get a digital copy of that, please reach out to us so we can send that to you. Now, let me also say this as we go through these next several weeks, that there are only four classes. There's no way that we can go ahead and touch on every aspect of parenting in exhaustive detail for every stage. That's just not possible. So we will hit on some foundational pieces. And so what we will be talking about here is perspective, principles, and practices for the next several weeks. And today we're going to be talking about perspective. And again, we will discuss these practices and these principles that apply to uh, all stages. However, they do look differently in different stages. So what you do with the five-year-old, you will still do, but not in the same fashion with the 15-year-old. And so we will have other class and teaching series every year. So we will be able to hopefully hit on every topic that is of benefit to me and you. So let's start off with talking about perspective. And the thing that we must understand is that perspective is how you view things will affect and drive your behavior, will affect your views and attitudes about it. Again, if I come into my marriage thinking, oh no, this is going to be rough, that will affect me and my feelings when I have an argument or disagreement with my wife, Karina, and it will affect uh, my behavior as well. But if I have a perspective that, you know what, God is using this circumstance for something good, that will change the way I feel about it and will produce some different behavior. And so our perspective is key. And Jesus modeled this for us. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Here we see our Lord Jesus. And it says here that for the joy set before him. So his perspective was bigger than the moment. And his perspective about the cross enabled him to endure the crucifixion, enabled him to endure the ridicule and everything that came with this horrible, tragic event. And so again, we see here Jesus modeling for us here perspective and how it can influence 
and alter, and most of all, enable us to have great responses and results in our choices and behavior. And so we must, we must remember that our perspective then about parenting is key. How we view our role, how we view situations will be paramount in our decisions, our behaviors, and our feelings, and throughout the whole experience of parenting. And so let's talk about the main perspective that we want to share with you today. And we will give credit to Gary Thomas, who wrote a book called Sacred Parenting. And so a lot of these things were prompted by the book in sacred parenting. So here we go. The perspective that is vital for you and I to have in order for us to have godly parenting is this. Parenting is more about God and your spiritual formation. Parenting is more about God than it is you. Parenting is more about God than it is your kids. Parenting is more about God and your parent, mom and dad, your spiritual formation. Yes, it includes your kid's spiritual formation, but first and foremost, it's about God. And second, it's about forming your spiritual character. Let's look at a couple of scriptures here and we'll explain this a little bit more. Genesis chapter one. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Deuteronomy six verses four through eight. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead. What do we see here? A couple of things here. From the beginning until uh, until now, all the way ranging from God's people in Israel to God's people of disciples of Jesus today, is that there's a call to bear children, but then to raise children to the glory of God, to have kids, but then to raise kids to love God and to live to bring God glory. So that's the what of parenting. And so we have to remember that parenting is not about you, mom. Parenting is not about you, dad, alone. Parenting is not about your kids alone. Parenting is about God. And God uses parenting. Here's the key here about the perspective. God uses parenting to help us grow in holiness and in the likeness of Christ. Let's look at this scripture. It's not directly about parenting, but it's really about our perspective about all things, and especially when we apply it to parenting. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Here we have a call from Paul the Apostle to, to all Christians to do what? It's a call to action, and really it's a call to a struggle, if you will, because it's a call to do what? Purify ourselves. Now, we know that the Holy Spirit is also part of the sanctification process, but we know in Scripture we are to walk in step with the Holy Spirit, and it calls for us, and so we have a role in all of this, to purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. 
So anything on the outer and on the inner, our attitudes, our feelings, our characters, we need to purify ourselves from all things that are corrupt and not of God. Then it says perfecting holiness. Holiness needs to be separate, to be different, to be righteous, to be of God. So we're called to purify ourselves. Then we're called to be holy. And then why? Because of our reverence for God, because of our holy respect and fear admiration and love for God. And so again, we are called to action. And if you think about it, this is a struggle, right? To be purified, to be holy. But why? What's the inspiration? It's because of our reverence for God. And so let's think about this, purification and holiness. There are a number of ways this can happen, but the best crucible for this, the best uh, venue that this can take place in is in parenting. You see, parenting does all of this for us. It purifies us. It, it, it creates in us holiness because of a reverence for God. You see, when you have a perspective, again, we have to understand when you have a perspective about something, that gives you a bigger picture, but it allows you to uh, embrace and make decisions that would be different if your perspective was off. And so, Let's talk some more here about how parenting teaches us to be holy and to be purified. You see, when we're parents, we learn the following, how to sacrifice. You know, once you have that baby, you take them home, it is no longer about you. It is a sacrifice. And so we learn how to sacrifice. We learn how to handle guilt. There's much guilt that comes with parenting. There's much guilt. There's much handling of guilt when it comes to helping our kids with their issues as well. We learn how to listen and depend on God through prayer. None of us know what we're doing when it comes to parenting. Most of the time, we don't know what we're doing. And so it forces us to get on our knees and be dependent on God to give us strength, God to, to uh, uh, work despite our failures and in our insecurity and anxiety at times. It teaches us how to laugh. Parenting teaches us how to grieve. There's much grief when it comes to parenting. Parenting teaches how to live courageously, not to live in fear but to have trust and to live courageously with that trust. It also helps us see our humanity and our need for God. If you want to be humbled, be a parent, right? And so we get a chance to see our need for God. I uh, want to share a quote. It says, if it was going to be easy to raise kids, it never would have started with something called labor. And I, I just think that's funny because it's so true. If we had, that should have been enough of a warning, right? Though that, that it starts with labor. And that's, if you think about it, the easy part after that, it gets harder. The labor is a short term. It's everything else that comes after that is it's a, it's definitely a lifelong commitment. And, you know, we all think we know, to some degree, what we're getting ourselves into. We have an idea, but we definitely don't know what we're getting ourselves into. We don't know going into parenthood, uh, just how much everything is going to cost us <laughs> and maybe not just financially. But, 
you know, the challenges of parenthood, they start right away. I know when I was pregnant, there was a lot of fear. There was fear in the pregnancy. There was scared of the labor and definitely the responsibility of being a parent and being, what do I do? How do I know what to do? What do I do when my child is crying? And then, you know, it just, it goes on. Uh, That's There's the physical toil that it takes when, you know, when you're, you have that infant, but then there's the emotional toil that comes along with it. You know, the, the, the guilt, the, the doubt, the insecurity, all those can definitely have an emotional toil on us. This idea of having a godly perspective of having this perspective about, uh, about parenting being about God and about our spiritual formation can really help. I know for me, I think if I I can embrace that perspective, it's going to uh, change how I approach parenting. You know, when I, um, first became a parent, I was, I had no idea that Sanaya, Desiree, and Dominique were going to help me become more like Jesus. I just didn't, that wasn't at the forefront of my mind. Uh, But now being 10 years into this, I definitely want to grow in having a godly perspective. And if we can embrace a godly perspective, I think a few things will happen. I think one, uh, it's going to change our approach to parenting. We'll be able to align ourselves more uh, with the main goal and purpose. So it's not just the small day-to-day things that matter. It changes those small day-to-day things to something bigger. It helps us to see the bigger picture. It's not just about what we're having for dinner tonight. It's about what's happening spiritually in our lives, the battle that we're fighting spiritually. It's helping us to see how we can glorify God and what all of this means in so many different ways. So it definitely changes our approach to parenting. I think number two, we can change how we respond to situations. I know there are days when I I feel particularly challenged, maybe um, just struggling with anger or disappointment or discouragement. And I have to choose how I'm going to respond. And if I have a godly perspective, I think it's going to help me to respond in a better way. I think it's going to help me to see the challenges and in a different way that I can see the challenges and not be discouraged or angry, but I can see how God is forming who I am and how he's helping me to grow in different situations. I can really gain a spiritual insight and grow. And there's so many things that in parenting that help us to see God in a different way, help us to mature in our understanding of God's relationship with us and his people. And it helps us to look at even others differently. I think it can also help us to become God-centered instead of child-centered. My, I love my kids and it's so easy to get wrapped up and everything that they do and everything that I want them to be and that I hope for, and I want to protect them from everything. And so it's easy to be child-centered, but having a godly perspective really requires me to be God-centered. And it, it means that I'm going to be focused on different priorities. I'm going to have different priorities if I am God-centered versus child-centered. It's no longer about what 
makes my child happy or what's going to help them succeed in a particular area, but it's what's going to help us all make it to heaven. And lastly, I think being having a godly perspective is going to help me to be more holy and to become more like Christ. And that in itself is a big victory because that is the ultimate goal that we we want. We want to become more like Jesus. We want to make it to heaven. We want to be set apart. And if I can have this perspective in my parenting, it's going to change me from the inside out. Thank you. And so again, perspective is key. And so again, how you approach your job tomorrow, how you approach your schooling, if you have a wrong perspective, what will that would what will that do? That changes your approach, right? You just got to get grunt and, and get through it. And that's not an enjoyable experience. Or when things go wrong, the whole world is falling apart. Why? Because your perspective is that's the biggest thing. And so again, when we have the godly perspective and the perspective specifically of our parenting is more about God and it's about our spiritual formation. Again, to Karina's points here, we are going to change our approach. And so how I go about this is going to be different. Why? Because I know this is forming my spiritual formation and this is going to be opportunity for God to be glorified. And so again, when the tough challenges come, when they don't obey, when they veer from my views and, and values, when, when they make poor choices, I can respond differently because I know that, hey, you know what? There's a bigger thing at play here. And that's God's opportunity for his glory to be seen through my actions, my interactions, my choices, and my decisions to endure and embrace this season. And also it helps me to respond in a God-like manner. And then again, it helps us to see God in everything. And that's so important. If we don't see God in our parenting, then we're going to have a hard time because they are going to disappoint us. They are going to stray in some form or fashion from what we desire. And whether they be godly desires or even just ambitions that are secular of wanting to go to a certain college or, or achieve a certain thing, whatever the case may be, they are going to veer and make their own choices. But if I'm God-centered, then again, how I approach them, how I respond to them, and my interactions and my feelings will be different. And again, there's no other avenue to become more like Christ and holy than relationships. And first, if you're married with your spouse, and second, in parenting, because that dynamic cannot be replicated in any other relationship. And so again, the perspective of this relationship, this position that I am in is for God to be glorified and it's for my spiritual formation. Man, this is this is different. I never had that perspective going into parenting. I wanted a little mini me. I wanted a little Marcel with another mustache. And, and, and so, but then when I started having kids and whoa, he he's a lot to handle. Then then if I don't have the right perspective and my perspective doesn't become godly, then I might not be the parent that I want to be, that he needs to be, and most of all, that God wants me to be. And so again, we can only understand Christ in such a profound and deep way when we have the perspective that this is spiritually forming me to become holy in Christ. And it will 
be an opportunity for God to be glorified. I want to say something real quickly here to all my single parents. First off, I, we love you, single parents. We really do. All my single moms and all my single dads, we love you. When I say single parent too, I don't mean just uh, uh, one that ones that do not have a spouse. We also mean those who are spiritually single, meaning you're a disciple of Jesus and you have kids, but yet your spouse is not a disciple of Jesus yet. And I do want to say, keep praying and keep fighting the good fight for your spouse to become a disciple of Jesus. But let me say this real quickly to all these single parents, spiritually single parents as well. And so here's this. Don't ever, 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 ever give into the victim mentality. And what I mean by this is remove victims out of your house. Obviously not literally, right? Hopefully you don't have any victims in your house, literally. But we, what do we mean here? We have to remove a victim mentality out of our minds and out of our house, meaning it will never be allowed or penetrate our kids as well. Because if we do have a victim mentality, it will be to your own detriment. It will hurt you and your parenting again, because this is perspective. This deals with perspective here, okay? This is about spiritual formation and God creates victors, not victims. And so single mom, single dad, I wanna encourage you to never ever let a victim mentality enter you, your soul, nor your kids. Again, I'm a product of a single parent. My mom raised me in addition to my grandma as well. And, and we had hard times, that, that's for sure. But one thing my mom did, and I'm not sure if she was conscious of this or this just took place by the grace of God, is she never led me to believe that I was a victim or I was less. We never had any moment where it was, woe is me, oh, only if your dad was here or only if we had this. There was never any comment like that that I can ever remember. She never made my dad look bad in a way in which, in a worldly sense, she probably could have but she chose not to. And so my mom never instilled in me that I was less or that I was a victim of the things around or a victim of not having another uh, parent involved. And so mom and dad, I know that you might feel these things that man, if we just had this and, uh, and I understand it and I am with you, there, but you are a victor and not a victim. You in Christ are, uh, have the potential to bring glory to God and have your spiritual formation be more like Christ. And so it's important that you have a unyielding conviction that you won't have any victims in your house. There won't be a victim mentality. Yes, it is difficult. Yes, it is hard. That's reality, but here's what we do. Here's who we are. We are not victims, but we are victorious in Christ. So just wanted to share that with all my single parents. I hope you appreciate that. Real quickly here. So what do we do in response to this? I believe it's become God-centered parents. What does that mean? Or how do we achieve this? It's changing our perspective. That's what repentance is, metanoia, right? When we change our mind, that change the way we feel about things, and it changes our actions, our behaviors, and ultimately changes our relationships, and it changes our experiences. And so reflect upon this meditate upon this, pray for God to help instill and ingrain the perspective that your parenting and your position is more about God than it is you or even the kids. And it's about your spiritual 
formation. I want to read this quote here from the book here real quickly about child-centered parents and God-centered parents real quickly. Child-centered parents act nicely toward their children only when their children act nicely toward them. A child-centered parent goes out of their way as long as their children appreciate their sacrifice. A child-centered parent bases his or her actions on the kid's response. I don't know about you, but I have definitely not only been tempted to do this, but I'm sure I've done this more times than I would like to admit. However, it says a God-centered parent, on the other hand, acts out of reverence for God. There's that 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. Regardless of how many children, regardless of how my children treat me, I know that God wills that I move toward my children to get engaged in their lives, to offer biblical correction and loving support. It doesn't matter how they respond to me as much as it matters what God has called me to do. Though I adore my daughter, I don't get out of bed on just a few hours of sleep slow, solely out of love for her, but out of reverence for God. So let's recap. First, foundations of godly parenting, perspective, principles, and practices. And the perspective is that we must understand that parenting is more about God than it is about us. It's more about God than it is our kids. It's about God and his glory. And it's about our spiritual formation. God is using parenting using our kids and these experiences to teach us more about himself, reveal more about himself, but most of all, so that we can become more like Christ. And so God-centered parenting is the standard for disciples of Jesus and the goal for disciples of Jesus. And so those who are watching and listening here, we want to give you some homework, okay? Your kids have homework, you have some homework. And when your kids... They, they need to know that you are a good example about doing your homework. And so don't get on them about homework if you don't do this. And don't get on them about not finishing homework if you don't do this. And so here's what we want you to do. We're asking all of us to do is to take the Foundations of Godly Parenting, pa parenting Packet and do the first devotional. Don't do both of them. Just do the first devotional. And then do one of the 52 family devotionals. devotionals. The parent devotionals, yes. And then do one of the 52 family devotionals. And so that will help you for our next class. And see, here are some questions that you can ask yourself or with another person, with potentially your spouse or another one of your friends in your small group. And here are the questions. How can having the view of parenting as a spiritual formation make a positive impact on your life and parenting? Which one describes you currently? child-centered parent or God-centered parent? How so? And last, what step can you take this week to become a more God-centered parent? Well, thank you so much for your time. We're excited about the journey we on, that we are on to not only learn, embrace, but become God-centered parents who have the foundations of godly parenting. Check us out next week here as we go into part two of our series.